Today, we are going to continue on our detox journey. Detox, as you know by now, is the removal of toxic substances from a living organism. Anytime you have toxins in your life, it affects your life in every single area. Have any of you ever done a juice cleanse? Uh-huh, yeah, some of you have done a juice cleanse. Um, for a period of a few days, you take out all the things that taste good and you put in all the things that taste bad and your body goes through this process of a cleansing. Is that a, um, is that a fun process to go through? No, it hurts, it smells, it stinks, it, it, just, it just does all sorts of things to your body that your body's not supposed to go through. But what happens is after you go through that process, your body begins to no longer desire certain types of things that you detoxed. If you have a craving for McDonald's french fries... You go on a detox, and after a while, that craving will disappear. And the only way that craving will come back is if you feed that craving. <laughs> okay. When you detox something, anything, you go through withdrawals, but once you have detoxed that item from your life, the desire that you have for that item is banished unless you do something to reintroduce that thing into your life. It is much like our walk with God. When we have been eating at the table that the world has to offer all day long, we begin to desire only what the world has to offer, even when it comes to our spiritual life. But if we get committed to our walk with God, we get committed to what God's called us to do, our purpose, our destiny, our way of life, everything about what God has called us to do, and we detox some things in our life, we will go through some withdrawals. Let's just be honest with each other. But if you can fight through the withdrawals, you get over the time of where you're desiring those things and you no longer desire what the world has to offer you. There are things in your life that are hindering you only because you allow them to be there. There are things in your life that are hindering you only because you allow them to be there. I desire more than anything else is to have a church that is full of people who are hungry for the Spirit of God to move in our lives individually so when we come together corporately, a major manifestation takes place. But that hunger that we have has to drive us to do things that we go through or grow through in order to detox some other things that need to be removed so we have open heavens over our life. There are things that we are going to have to detox in order to have all all of what God wants for us. It will require some things of us. But let me tell you this. Once you go through a detox, you fight through the hard parts. On the other side is a freedom that you've never experienced. There is a fulfillment that you've never experienced. There is a joy. There's a peace. There is purpose. There is passion. There is a desire to want to wake up and breathe and go through your day. Sometimes, uh, oh, oh, uh, you know, whenever you've been sick for a few days and you just haven't eaten anything and you're just laying in bed and whenever you come back to, what are you? 
You're excited about life. I get to get out of my bed. I get to go get the sun. It's nice. You've been in bed so long, you forgot what it was like to have what everyone else was having. But once your body gets better, you're like, oh, I'm feeling good again. And once you start feeling good again, what happens? You're ready to go. You get back in the swing of things. But we didn't detox the spiritual side. Uh, we, we did the food detox. We didn't eat because we ate. And where was it going to end up? Coming right back out. And you detox some things. But when it comes to our spiritual life, that's what we're looking at. We looked in our, our first week, our spirit detox. We looked last week at our soul detox. Today, we're going to look at the body detox. We're going to go down two different directions with this. Uh, there is the, the natural body where it's what we eat and things of that nature. And I've actually asked Kevin uh, to come up at the end of service and kind of walk us through some of that because he is a nutrition expert. And the other side of the body detox is some things that you maybe haven't thought about before that truly... I believe churches across America are silent about because they're afraid to bring up what it's going to t entail. Well, guess what? I'm not. So before we get to that point, let's look at our text for this series as Adrienne, not current anymore, sorry, uh, as Adrienne reads this, and I will stop you at the bold. Do not be unequally yoked. Right there. He used the word yoke here because in those days, in the Bible days, there would be an oxen that would have a piece of wood around their neck and they would have holes in them and that piece of wood would keep the oxen together so that they could plow a field. And what he is saying here is you don't want to have a piece of wood tied to you and tied to the other oxen if the other oxen is weak and not going in the same direction. The oxen were required to operate together to plow in straight lines. They could plow more field. If one oxen was sick or was not able to perform the way it was supposed to, the other oxen couldn't do what it needed to do because he was making up for the oxen that it was yoked to. Letting that marinate as it's all sinking in there. Whenever you are yoked with someone who is not equal to what you are doing, to what you are called to do, they will slow you down and often stop you from fulfilling your purpose because you're too busy trying to make up the loss for the one you're yoked to. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light for, with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple. Your temple is where God lives in you. God wants to be close to you. If you allow things in your life that are not supposed to be there, it will affect your closeness with God. For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. You have a role to play in your closeness with God. 
when we look at our detox, the role that you play in it will determine what you get out of it. How you treat your body is affecting your spirit, is affecting your soul. Let's look at in our outline in Romans 7 as we dive into today's content. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all yeah. my heart. Just, okay. <laughs> yeah. right. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? In other words, how are you going to rid your life of the things that hold you back? You have to go through a genuine detox. If you go through a detox that is genuine, you will have freedom on the inside of you. You will no longer be dominated by the things of the world, by sin and all these other things. I'm going to spend just a few moments talking about a body detox but coming from a little bit different perspective. Let's look in your outline. Number one, what is the first thing we need to body detox? Write down addiction. Again, we are talking about things that most places won't because they're afraid to lose people. I'm not worried about it. We don't have many people to lose. <laughs> I care more about your spirit growing than I care about having numbers and chairs and people in the seats. We need, to God, we, we need a move of God. And so we've got to prepare ourselves, and that means we as family get to be honest with each other and say, hey, you know what? I'm dealing with this, and we're going to get through it together. Uh, an addiction means anything I want to do or I don't want to do, but I keep doing it. We probably all have addictions of some sort. How do you know if you're addicted to it? Do you work it around your schedule? Do you try to hide it from other people? <laughs> yeah? Do, you, uh, do other people tell you you have this problem? Can you stop doing whatever it is right now at your own free will? If you can't, maybe there's an addiction. It can be lust. It can be alcohol. It can be gambling. It can be social media. It can be caffeine. It doesn't have to be, don't run it to the worst. Well, I don't have an addiction. I, I'm, I'm not out killing people. No, no, no. If, if you're addicted to caffeine, my hand's up. Yeah, thanks, Tristan. I know you are too. Yeah. Let's deal with these things. And for the next six days, have the best version of ourselves, and that means we're going to hit these things head on. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 in your outline. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. One translation says, don't let sin be your master. 
If you have an addiction, you've allowed sin to master you over in some area of your life, and it's time for a detox in that area. You guys are quiet. <laughs> number two, we're just getting started. Do you think that's bad? Wait till number two. The second body detox you need to have right down the way. And these, these words are Bible words. They're not my own words. Debauchery. Debauchery. How do you say it? Debaucher. Debauchery. It's a fancy word used in scripture that means letting your senses call the shots. If you allow your feelings to call the shots, you might need a detox. Debauchery is go ahead and eat that other cookie knowing good and well you're on a fast or you're on a diet. My senses are telling me to eat three of them. That's debauchery. Um, go ahead and fantasize about that person. My senses take me to a place where my spirit doesn't want to go. I'm going to be, we're family. I'm going to talk to everyone who's 45 and below for a second. Your mind is, I'm looking at you because I saw you, I'm not calling you out, but you went like this, like I'm not in trouble this time. <laughs> debauchery, debauchery is whenever we allow a text message to come through and our minds go somewhere else with it. It's whenever you allow your senses to take you to a place and people, guys particularly, 45 and younger, are going to be more guilty of this than 46 and older. Not saying you're not. I'm just saying let's call it what it is. W guys, we need to face up and man up about some things. Girls too. <laughs> you guys are like, I should not have come to church today. <laughs> I thought I was going to be inspired and be encouraged and this guy's telling me I'm going to hell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> The Bible says in Ephesians 5. And do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, what you put in your life will determine if you fall victim of this. You've got to be careful what you put in. You've heard the country song. I honestly, I don't know if it's true. I've, I've heard it. I've, I'm assuming it is. They say, uh, drink five beers and um, that girl that didn't look good will start looking real good. Is that, is that right? Yeah? Yeah? That's debauchery. Your senses take you to a place where you shouldn't have gone. You allowed something to be introduced to your life that allowed you to go somewhere where you know your spirit man does not want to be. Are you following me? You cannot put things into your life that defile the temple of the Holy Spirit and expect for the power of God to manifest in your life. If you are continuing to run up against brick walls and saying, God, why is it that things never tend to work out for me? I would ask today, have you detoxed some things in your life that is stopping you from becoming all that God has for you? Don't let your senses be compromised. Number three. And we're just starting to get into this thing. Here we go. One more level deeper, guys and gals and everybody else. Number three, sexual immorality. I'm going to break that down just a little bit. 
all sexual sin outside of marriage, lust, porn, premarital sex, anything that is sexual in relation. This text that we are about to look at in 1 Corinthians, Paul is writing to people in Corinth. And in that day when he was writing this, the people thought it was actually a good idea and the, the, the God, the idols that they worshipped, wanted to see prostitution. So all of these people were basically saying, we are worshiping our idols by having prostitutes and by going out in public with our prostitutes and saying, we are giving this to worship to our idols. So Paul writes this in, in your outline, 1 Corinthians, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Their answer was no. We didn't know. We take for granted because we already know. We've had the Bible. We've been in church. We know right and wrong. We have moral values. These people had nothing. They were so stupid that they thought that they could get prostitutes and worship idols and thought that that was a great thing. You and I both know that's ridiculous. So Paul is writing to these people saying, do you not know? Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin is a per every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Body detox. See where I'm coming from now? The great thing about God is he always gives you way out of a lifestyle that would lead you to destruction. 1 Thessalonians. Each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the heathen who do not know God. If we're going to have a body detox, we've got to be real about some addictions, some debauchery, some sexual immorality. And number four, food and drink. We would go through Chick-fil-A and get a Cobb salad. You guys get a Cobb salad at Chick-fil-A? Guess what? 1,000 calories. <laughs> yeah. Things that you think are good for you, maybe not. Anybody have kids where you take them to McDonald's and get pancakes in the morning because you don't know how to cook breakfast? Yeah, 2,000 calories. We've got to be careful what we're putting in our body. I got to the spiritual side. Now, now I'm going to do the, the flesh side, the body thing over here. Um, if you put too much caffeine in your body, you're going to have problems. Um, I personally believe that drinking is not biblical of any sort of way. I can prove both sides. But for those of you who think drinking is acceptable, I don't care. That's not a heaven or hell thing. But I will say, be careful how much alcohol you consume. If you choose to consume it, that's up to you. But what did we just read? Do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. So at some point, what you're putting in will affect everything else. So if you can drink it and know that it won't affect everything else, more power to you. 
But let me just say, if your argument is Jesus turned water to wine, let me ask you, can God cause people to sin? There you go. Your story has now just been disillusioned. Because it would not have been alcohol that you could have drank, because that would have caused him to get every person drunk, and that goes against what his scripture teaches. Sorry, total side note. Um, you do what you want to do. You do you, but I personally will not drink. You can do you. I'm not going to be your Holy Spirit. But for six days, I'm going to ask that you detox things in your life that cause you to separate yourself from God. Uh, maybe, maybe three of these aren't an issue at all. Great. Maybe only one of them. De work on that area. Maybe you're like, man, I got all four of these things. I'm going to fail. Focus on the one that affects you the most. Just do something and detox it this week. Because, again, I want you to have the best version of yourself you've ever had. And to be able to do that, we've got to detox some things so we can grow closer to God. What we take out is important, but what is more important is what we put in. We've talked about the last couple of weeks. So what do we do to have some practical applications to put the right kind of thing in us so we can have the detox? Write down number one, body growth. Number one, real simple, get away from it. If it causes you to sin, get away from it. It's that simple. If it causes you to have an addiction, get away from it. If your computer causes you to click on something you shouldn't click, guess what? Get rid of it. You do whatever it takes to have your breakthrough. And if that means you literally get a baseball bat and go to your laptop, guess what? You go to town on that sucker. And you even write the devil's name and you write whatever you're having your issue to. And you say, God, no longer will this thing have a hold on me. I want the best marriage. I want the best relationship. I want all that God has for me. I will not let this stuff stop me. You have to get aggressive about it because Satan's aggressive about coming after you. Am I being mean? Okay, you, you didn't say no. Okay. You, you get away from the things that stop you and you get serious about it. If you're not serious about it, Satan knows that he's just toying with you. That's right. He can take a couple-day break. I'll get him in the long run. You got to get serious about it. Number two, the body growth. How do I get over this nonsense? Number two, guard my mind. Guard my mind. This will become one of the most important things you can do. I saw on Facebook a few weeks ago, it was a... Um, it was like a software or something you download. It was uh, called VidAngel. And what it was is you can watch a movie, and if you have this software, it bleeps out the bad words and blurs out the bad scenes. I started reading the comments. Oh, how great, because my first impression was, oh, that's cool. Like, that's good. And then my second impression was like, well, why are you watching that stuff that needs to be bleeped out to begin with? And so I started going back and reading all these comments, and people were like, oh, this has saved my marriage. Oh, this is so great. And this, uh... all right, little keyboard warrior, I'm going to come in here and say, hey, um, just out of curiosity, uh, this software seems to be like a really great idea, but why are we watching things that we need to have bleeped out from? And within like, I want to say like a minute, my phone was just going off red bite. And I started reading through them, and all I did was ask one question and say, of all of your all's responses, which one of those honors God? And then the thread went silent. <laughs> Didn't hear anybody else telling me anything else. 
you've heard the story where a kid said, Mom, I want to invite my friends over. And she says, yeah, you can invite them over. We'll have a great time, and we're going to have all sorts of good fun. And, and he said, but there's this one movie that we want to watch. I've not seen it, but all the other kids have seen it, and they said it's a great movie. And there's this one scene in the movie where it gets kind of crazy, um, but it's, it's just for like 30 seconds, so it's not that big of a deal. And, and mom was like, no, we don't want to do it. And she's like, yeah, but, but everybody else has already seen it. I'm the only one that hasn't seen it. And the mom said, oh, okay, all right. Well, go ahead, bring them all over, and we'll just make some popcorn, we'll make some brownies, and we'll make some desserts and some dinner. Just bring them all on over here, and we'll watch this thing. And he thought, well, hey, mom's cool. I like this. And so that night, all the kids come over, and they're hanging out. And uh, she, she says, hey, kids, I'll come in here. And they all sit around the table, and they're, they're making cookies, and they're making brownies, and making all this stuff. And she's asking the different kids to put different ingredients in. And when she does that, she goes out to the backyard where little Fiefer has been pooping. And little Fiefer had been pooping, and she goes out there and gets some of that poop, and she brings it inside to where the kids are at, and there's the brownie mix sitting there, and she puts that poop inside the brownie mix, and she tells the kids to stir it all in there, and she's like, stir it, stir it, and the kids are like, no, no, no we're not eating that, we're not eating that, you've got to be kidding me, I'm not going to eat, mom, you're so gross, you're not going to do that, and she said, no, just a little bit won't, won't hurt you, and they're like, no, we're not eating dog poop. The dog poop affected the whole brownie. Now you put 14 quarts of flour or whatever else you make in brownies, and they only put a little small bit of dog poop in there, but the little bit of yuck affected the whole thing. The mom said, if you eat this right here, then you can watch your movie. Well, I'm not eating that. Why not? Because it's got poop in it. We put poop in us all the time. <laughs> and we open our lives to nonsense and junk, thinking it won't affect you. But let me tell you, when you get a little bit of poop in your brownies, the entire brownie batch is messed up. When you put a little bit of nonsense in your life, your entire life gets messed up. So at some point, you got to say, I'm sick of the poop in my life, and I'm getting my life put back where God has called me, and I'm going to live my life in such a way that the nonsense of what Satan has to offer will no longer affect every facet of my life. I want to take that further, but should I stop? I'll stop with the poop stuff. Whenever Adrienne and I got married, again, personal conviction. I'm not pushing this on you. This, 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 is, this is, I became convicted of this because of who I married. We got married, came home, got our first apartment, and uh, she said she went to bed early, but I didn't realize like six o'clock at night she's in bed. Like this is crazy, and so like at seven o'clock I'm like, well I got my whole night in front of me, so I don't really know what to do. So I call my friend Phil over and say, hey, you want to come over and play games? And he's like, heck yeah, I'll come over. So like he came over and we played James Bond games and went and got dinner and all this other stuff. And the next morning she wakes up and and, and she said I had a nightmare last night. Well, that stinks for you. Like, we got a long time of being married. So sorry, should have picked somebody else. She's like, no, no, what were you doing last night? I said, nothing. And she started describing what she saw in her nightmare. Now, this girl's never done anything bad in her life except for marry me. I was the downfall. But for what that time was, she described 
the video game that I was playing. She'd never seen it. And so she looked at me and she's like, if you really love me, we can't have that stuff in this house. Huh. All right. Okay. I'm down with that. So then she one ups it and says, anything over PG movie, I'm not watching. And James Bond are all like PG-13. That's like my favorite movie. Okay, that's fine. All right, three or four months later, she's back in bed, got rid of the game console. We went out that night, bought another one, came back to the house. She was out of it, didn't know. She was in the wrong part of the house. Like She didn't know that me and Phil were playing this thing. She wakes up the next morning, hey, I had a nightmare again. <laughs> Come it. I get called out again. I say, what, what's wrong with this time? Like, what, what kind of nightmare was it? Because I didn't tell her I'd been playing the video games. And she began to describe it. I can't do that anymore. Here's what I learned. I had become desensitized in some things in my life that when I got around someone who was sensitive, it affected them. And because of my love for her, the thing that affected her now affected me. So what did I do? I gave up my James Bond games. And how many times since then? I've tried to buy three or four different times. Like, I'm going to get back in to this and it doesn't work out. She's like, no. There are things in our life that we have been desensitized to that we think is acceptable that God says, I want all of you. And you say, God, I'm going to give you everything but this one thing. A little bit of poop goes a long way. So in this detox series, I want you to understand it's not about what you can't do. God is not a, a regulation up there saying, don't do this, don't do that. God is this, the Bible, it's just these guardrails to go down this path. And if you stay within the boundaries of the guardrails, you're going to see blessing. You're going to see peace. You're going to see prosperity. You're going to see the goodness of God operate in your life. But the problem is we keep trying to jump over ship, jump over the guardrails, and live the life that we want to live. And God's saying, you need to detox some things because this path that I have for you, the straight and narrow path will bring you so much joy, will bring you so much fulfillment, will bring you so much in your life that your blessings will overflow and you won't even understand the goodness of what I will do in your life. But we limit God because we've allowed some things in our life that need to be detoxed. So the question becomes, what am I willing to give up to get more of God? How am I going to see God move? The goal of this detox series is to become spiritually, to become soulfully, to become bodily deactivated or desensitized to the things that would once bother us and no longer bother us because we have sensitized ourselves to those things. That's a long phrase to say you've got to become sensitive to what makes God sensitive. <laughs> Romans 8 in your outline for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. When you've guarded your mind, she was guarded in a different area, and because she was guarded in that area, it helped me to grow closer to God. 
There are things that you are guarded against that someone else is not. You don't look upon them and say, you're not as spiritual as I am. You're not as holy as I am. You look at them and say, have I become desensitized in this area and use them to help your walk with God? Number three, we're heading for the runway. Number three, go all in with God. If you're going to have a body detox, you've got to go all in with God. We love God on Sundays, but Tuesday through Saturdays, we have that philosophy, I do me. <laughs> Romans 6. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. So I want to encourage you to go all in with God. As Kevin comes up here, our fourth and final body growth that I want you to write down is discipline your eating and drinking. As Kevin comes up here, he's not coming up here. Is that Kevin? <laughs> come on up here, Kevin. <laughs> I asked Kevin to come up because the fourth thing of our body detox was eating the right thing. The fourth thing of our body growth is discipline your eating and your drinking. And Kevin, if you can't tell, has a little bit bigger muscles than I do. <laughs> These people are mean. They're mean. It's, I have been mean. I've been a little rough today. Uh, but we, we talk, and he eats beets for fun. See? Yeah, you all know. He's like, those things taste good. I'm like, he, he, they taste horrible, but he knows he's going to eat them anyway. He is a nutrition, used to own gyms and things like that. So I want him to take just a few moments. I put in the bottom of your outline the six-day body detox. This came from him. If for the next six days, do a body detox. And he's going to talk a little bit more about that. Kevin? Uh, first, I give honor to God and to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to the Holy Ghost, my teacher, comforter, and my revelator, to our pastor, Pastor Taylor, the angel placed over this body as he has asked me today, just to talk to you guys real briefly about um, a six-day body detox, kind of a cleanse, um, just a little bit of a difference uh, in a cleanse. Uh, you can do that in a few days. Your detox may take a little bit longer. But so in this, you know, in the six days, you know, it's very important whenever you go to detox to make sure you drink plenty of water. Most people walk around dehydrated anyways because we drink things that aren't giving you hydration. Hydration comes from water. It can't come from drinking juice or pop or coffee, the things that many of us like. It comes from drinking water, and that's very important. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, putting things in your water are optional. Lemon uh, can help you uh, clean out your blood, some people believe. So if you put a little lemon in your water, uh, those things can help. So, you know, breakfast is one of the most important meals. And why is it? It's not because you have to wake up and eat it at 7 o'clock in the morning or at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's because it's normally the first thing you eat after you've been asleep. And so because it's called breakfast, it's because you've been fasting for however many hours you were asleep. So that's why if you wake up and you go to McDonald's, and the first thing you put in is something with a high level of toxins in it, you haven't set your body up for a good day, right? So therefore, if you wake up and you eat things that come from the ground that are grown, things that you actually went and cooked and prepared, they're gonna be a little better for you. So just, you know, a few suggestions, you can eat eggs, 
Um, berries are very good for you. They're high in antioxidants. Your raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, blueberries. But even if you just, you know, your apples, your oranges, your bananas, those things are good for you uh, to start out your day as well. Lunch, you know, normally uh, at lunch, we've all been at work. We've been out running errands and trying to do things, uh, and we don't really plan for lunch. So that's why you find yourself going to, you know, maybe your Chick-fil-A's as Taylor talks about. But we're not going to, you know, talk bad about the Lord's chicken, Taylor. Uh, you know, so, you know, you may find yourself going to the fast food place or, or grabbing something quick. But I would encourage you to plan out what you're going to eat for lunch if you have to go to work. Meal prepping is a, is a very good thing to help you not mess up when you're trying to become healthier, especially trying to detox. Uh, you know, for dinner, you can have your, your chicken, your fish, you know, your mixed veggies. Again, one of the most important things is to plan these things out to prepare in advance. Because if you just allow your day to run you, you know, we have jobs, we have kids, we have things that take us, you know, from here to there. And that's where we end up, uh, you know, just grabbing something quick. Uh, one thing that I do want to share with you guys. So when you detox, it is, it's, it's a, a very intimate thing that you're going to go through with your body because you're going to begin to fight with yourself because as Taylor talked about earlier, you know, you're going to say, man, I desire this thing. I crave this food because food is an addiction. You will become addicted to it if you take it in. It's one of the easiest addictions you can have. Uh, but the detox, it gets down to the cellular level. And so when those toxins begin to come out of your system, when they begin to come out and get into your bloodstream, that's why drinking that water is so important because you have to flush those things out, right? You see, and what that means for us, you know, in the spirit a little bit, me and Terrence can have a conversation. He can begin to say, Kevin, you know, you, you may need to stop doing, you know, some of these things. He can bring those things to the surface. He can say, hey, the Lord laid on my heart. You need to quit doing X, Y, Z. As Taylor said, you Maybe you shouldn't watch those movies, but the thing that's going to flush those out of your system is Jesus. The only thing that's really going to detox us in our body is Jesus. The only thing that can help you crucify your flesh is Jesus. That's, that's the only way you're going to overcome those things because in your mind you're going to rationalize. I can have a little McDonald's. I'll get back on track at dinner. I can have a little cake. I'll get back on track in the morning. If you're like me, you go work out. I'll do a couple extra burpees. It'll be okay. But like Taylor said a little bit, it, it can ruin the whole batch. So if you, really want, if you really want to do your detox, and as Taylor said through this whole thing, it's about becoming the best version of yourself. So the benefits of detoxing in your body are going to be you're going to have a better form of mental clarity. Your body is going to work at its optimal level, at its peak efficiency, because it's not going to be anything holding it down. If you've ever worked on cars or needed to have your car worked on, you know, we all know we've got to go have oil changes. You've got to go have your systems flushed. That's what your detox is for, is to get all that sludge and gunk out of your system so your body works the way God designed it to work. If, you're, if your knees are, are, are creaking and aching, if your joints don't feel like they should, you probably need to detox. If you're, if you're, you know, not suffering from any type of, um, you know, disorder that would not make you remember, your mind probably needs a detox, and it's going to start with your ability to think because your body needs to detox. Those are just some of the things that um, in my journey through the health and wellness profession, I have never had somebody do the detox that we gave out, and they not had a better form of mental clarity. It was more for their mind and their spirit and their mood than it ever was for the amount of weight they were going to lose. 
because if they would commit to that, um, then normally then they were like, okay, now we're ready to do some of these other things. So as, as you go and you detox your body, it's going to make you a better member of the body of Christ. So let's all make sure that we are uh, listening to our pastor and doing the things he's asked us to do. And if he's asked us to detox for these, you know, six days through this whole, through this whole series, let's make sure we do that so that Pathway can be the best church yeah. that it's meant to be. So if you all bow your heads with me, uh, we will make sure and, and do those things. Uh, Father God, we come to you today with a bowed head and a humble heart. We thank you for waking us and keeping us and allowing us to see the light of a brand new day. We thank you for bringing us uh, into this body. We thank you for uh, allowing Pastor Chapman to bring the message that he has brought us over this series that we would detox uh, our system from our spirit, our soul, and our body. And we would ask that you would just send us the changing agent, that you would continue to allow us to commune with you over this time, that we would commit to this detox, that we can be the best church, that we can be the best members of the body of Christ that we could be. We would also ask that you allow us to be there for one another, to encourage each other, for whatever the thing that we need to detox out of our system, that we would encourage each other to do that, that we would allow us to hold each other accountable in those things. We would ask, Father God, that you would be with us through this period and just to continue to send us the Holy Ghost to comfort us through these things, that we may allow pathway to be the light of this city as you have charged us to do but we know those things start with us and they start with us making a choice to not only play with you but to be with you for real to not just want to be with you on Sunday but to have a lifestyle that represents you that we may show people not through our words but through our actions and our deeds that this is a place that they would need to come to change and to detox the sin out of their system we thank you for bringing us all here and it is in Jesus name we pray amen Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com, to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.